Welcome to another episode of Between Two Servers. Between Two Servers is the podcast that doesn't actually take place between two servers, but talks about everything that exists between two servers. Alexandra Dawes is the founder of Virtual CFO Solutions. Their mission is fixed in providing strategic financial guidance and tech solutions, propelling startups into scaling up. In this episode of Between Two Servers, Sonia Kuto, founder of Converge, had a discussion with Alexandra around the startup ecosystem, how virtual CFO works with startups, as well as some of the challenges Alexandra has experienced with some startups. Hi, everyone. My name is Sonia, and I am the managing director at Converge, a uh, company that does uh, custom software applications and products. We also have a product line called Menusano and Field Eagle. And today with me, I have Alexandra Dawes, uh, founder and virtual uh, CFO with the company called Virtual CFO, uh, virtualcfo.ca, if you want to check them out. Uh, Welcome, Alexandra. It's nice to have you with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, So um, these conversations are always very uh, candid. I usually have a list of questions that we sort of go through. Uh, Sometimes we go through all the questions. Sometimes we don't because we start other uh, conversations. Uh, We'll take about 30 minutes to understand a little bit more about what virtual CFO is all about. So, um, Alexander, can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, virtual CFO? Yeah, for sure. Um, So a little bit about myself, I did start my career path in the traditional accounting route and, um, you know, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do exactly. I just knew I was in accounting and I was getting my CPA and all of that. Um, But eventually I stumbled across a virtual accounting firm and worked with them for a few years and found my passion in working with startups and tech companies and really being involved in not just the year end part of accounting, but really the day-to-day operations, reporting, um, all of that uh, fun stuff. So that then led me to working kind of part-time with a few local tech companies and um, eventually turned that into virtual CFO solutions. So um, that's kind of where we are now. We've, we've been around for just, I guess, over a year and a half Um, So still kind of a startup ourselves, which is kind of nice, just because we understand kind of the ins and outs of what's involved there. But at the end of the day, we're there to help as a fractional finance team for startups and small businesses. So whether you're, you know, making no money or whether you're making 10 million in annual revenues, um, we can kind of come in as a team to support you on the, you know, day-to-day controllership, uh, bookkeeping, but also provide the CFO Um, insight that you need for forecasting, uh, reporting, all of those things that um, you might find useful as you start to grow and scale your business. Um, So so yeah, that's... Yeah, no, that's great. So can you tell me a little bit, like, I'm just curious, what is the benefit, like as a startup, why should I hire a virtual CFO instead of sort of hiring my my own team, a bookkeeper, and and, and, like internally, what are the benefits of going with you versus hiring all these people? So I think uh, one of the benefits there would be that you're you're kind of getting um, a piece of everything. So if you hire us, um, you're not, you're not having to hire, you know, an internal bookkeeper, an internal controller, an internal CFO. Um, You can kind of get a slice of everything just by having our team. Um, So it just gives you that like expert knowledge that you need in each area without having to pay someone full time for it. 
Um, so what, why it's ideal for startups is because you're probably pretty small when you, when you do start out. So having, being able to kind of take a slice of what you need at the time and then growing into it as you need more um, expertise um, is, is sort of beneficial. So we like to grow with our clients. And, mm. and then once they get to a point where they're you know, massive and growing and they need a full-time team, then we then help transition them to someone they can hire internally. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the, the overall goal. And then of course, you know, we are flexible, so we can do it anywhere for you. And, um, you know, if you need to dial it down or dial it up, we can kind of change that throughout the year, whatever fits your needs, which isn't something you can usually do with an employee. Right, right. So what inspired you to do this? Um, I think for, for one, you know, I think the whole technology side of it is huge. So a lot of accountants, they just, they're, they're focused on like compliance and reporting and like all of that, you know, head down work. But um, I'm really interested in understanding like how to nail down the technology side of it. So what are your processes? What are the apps you're using? How can we make this more efficient so that we can then put more value on, you know, value add. So forecasting, cash flow, um, you know, what we can do is reporting based on the process you have in place. And that's where it all starts for us. So I think that's like the one thing that really drove me to this is because virtual, we can, you know, we have flexibility to do that and really utilize the technology out there. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I've always loved helping uh, like small business owners and, and startups that are, you know, trying to get through and, and build out their business and, and get that growth that they, you know, really want. So um, that's, that's where it all starts. Okay. Um, so how do you work with startups to help them succeed? What are some of the things that you'll actually do for them? Yeah. So, I mean, it totally varies. I think like the way that we are set up is, is really what they're needing at that point. So, you know, what's really typical is, um, you know, a startup will, will need some processes in place on for, as like a monthly cadence. So making sure payrolls dealt with bills are getting paid, bookkeeping's getting done. Um, you know, you get your, you get your insight onto the month end. So it's really important as a business owner or a, a founder to understand what's actually going on in your business every month. And so that's one of the things we want to, you know, get right um, immediately is to have that insight so that you know what's going on. Um, but then start working on, you know, a, a forecast moving forward. So we now know the data that's going on, but how do we project that moving forward? You know, what is your cash going to look like in 12 months from now? And really making sure that we're on the same page with, you know, the plans for the company and, you know, finding gaps or, or risks that we, we would want to assess right away and make sure that, you know, things run smoothly over, over the next few months. Right. So you basically um, you let founders and CEOs sort of focus on growing their business and you take care of all the accounting stuff for them and kind of give them only what they need so they don't have to spend all their time looking at the books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're basically trying to, you know, on one hand, we want to take that off their plate so that, you know, they can spend that chunk of time that's probably taking them more than it should. Mm -hmm. um, so that we can manage that, make sure things are taken care of, make sure that the finances are being controlled and, and someone's watching out for it. Um, 
but at the, at the same time, wanting to make sure they're involved a certain amount so that they know what's going on. You know, they can answer questions if they have investors asking or, you know, think your stakeholders like that, but um, just only being involved as much as they really need to be um, so that they can continue on and create that growth that they want to create. And that was my next question, which you just brought up. Um, you know, if, if a startup has investors or, and stakeholders, you sort of help them on a, I'm assuming on a monthly basis, uh, get the reports ready for them to uh, go through it with their VCs. Yeah, exactly. Um, we typically will have sort of a reporting cadence. You know, if they have requirements in place, we make sure that we build that out for them, you know, get them the info they need by the deadline and, um, make sure we're there to like answer back any questions that come up from it. I think that's a really important piece that startups don't really see coming right away because if, you know, if they're currently looking for investors, it's not something they foresee as a requirement. Um, but usually when you have stakeholders involved, they will require that. So it is, it's good to get started early to have that clean information to then flow through to them, you know, once they're ready to see that reporting. Right. What if a company um, wants to sell or is looking at getting acquired? Uh, do you also assist with all of that? I know, I know it's a lot of work and there's a lot of legalities that go back and forth, but do you also assist startups w with that process? Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely a lot of work. Um, <laughs> that the process is, there's like a few processes on that, like all together. So to even get prepared for that is, you know, you know, you need a data room set up and all of that. And so that's something we actually work on from the beginning. So that's another important piece that even if you're not in the process of, you know, getting acquired or merging right now, if it's something potentially that could happen in the future, it's really important to get everything set up now so that it just accumulates over time, as opposed to you just doing it last minute. Um, right. So that's one thing that we like to work on from day one. And then when it comes to, the due diligence process, which is, you know, someone is interested, they now want to look into everything. Uh, we would assist on that side as well to like, make sure they're getting the information make sure questions are being answered and, you know, filling those gaps. So do you also assist in uh, creating an evaluation for a company? So we don't do any sort of valuations for company. We have referrals that we would Make sure you're getting that to get a proper um, valuation done on the company based on your industry, all of that. Um, and so once that's done, we can then assist on, you know, the financial modeling and, and what your projections look like and all of that. Um, we just make sure that you have someone, someone with the expertise to, to give you a proper value for acquisition. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great what you're doing. I wish I had known you existed earlier on um, just because like, I, I get what you're saying when, when you're on startup mode and you're running companies, you know, the last thing you want to do is sit in front of a computer doing accounting and figuring mm -hmm. out and reconciliations and things like that. Right. So I think you're offering like an amazing service. So do you offer it like in Canada, North America, the U S I know tax, uh, taxes are different in, in, in certain countries. So do you just work in Canada? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, so we, we primarily focus in Canada and we love our local companies in Victoria and BC. Um, but we, we theoretically, we can do it anywhere as long as um, the, you know, reporting requirements are sort of fall under what we can do. So these days, 
you know, a lot of businesses are reporting um, internationally under those standards. And so if it's someone outside or a business outside of Canada, we can most likely help them if they want to report, um, you know, under those standards. We, we aren't doing any tax compliance, so we don't do any year-end uh, corporate tax or anything like that. So, so that wouldn't be an issue. It would just be mainly the day-to-day, which is pretty, you know, standard across most countries. Some countries are a bit different. Um, and then just giving sort of the reporting that is required in that given area. Right. So with COVID-19 being like this big thing now and changing our lives forever and things just don't seem like they're ever going to get back to normal. I wanted to know uh, from you, I know that like um, provincial and federal government have a lot of uh, uh, things in place for, for, for startups, for, for companies to sort of assist and help them get through tough time. There, there are things for, for um, payroll um, help and things like that. What are you doing during COVID to uh, help your clients yeah I mean that's a huge piece of this year for sure Um, I would say that you know the biggest thing that we've been focused on is just constantly looking for like the the support that's out there so I mean yeah we're getting inundated with um, this all over from many directions and so I think just what we're trying to do is being there to support so you know one of the benefits of what we do is we kind of set up a fixed plan with with clients which means you get that unlimited support you know it's you're not getting charged by the hour if you want to pick up the phone call so um, it was beneficial during covid for us to like provide that extra support as it was happening just because they you know our clients were in need and needing to know kind of which direction to go what grants to apply for all of that and so we were able to go in you know make applications for the cues you know the wage subsidy um, the SIBA loan, which is that, you know, $40,000 um, business account. Uh, so there's a few things like that they were able to get in right away. And then as these new, you know, financial resources come up, we're just constantly, you know, going through our list of like, okay, who can benefit, you know, let's, let's reach out and have that conversation. So yeah, it's been, it's been a busy one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's great that like, um, you know, a, a lot of times uh, you get bombarded, like as a business owner, you get bombarded with so many different things that are out there. And now there's like all these different benefits and, you know, how do you apply for them? Which ones um, are, uh, you know, beneficial for, for your business, which ones are not? And sort of filtering yeah. through that entire process can be really overwhelming. Uh, do mm-hmm. you sort of take care of that for your clients? Yeah. So anyone who is on board with us, um, you know, we, it's automatic. It's something we take care of right away um, just to make sure that they're getting, you know, they're taking advantage of all of these things. So we assist with helping out with the applications and, you know, getting the information we need, or if it's something we need the client to do, we get them to do it. Um, But, but yeah, that's just, it's sort of like an automatic support that we do provide. And um, yeah, we just want to help help anyone we can just get through this so that they can get stronger and come out the other end, you know, much stronger for it. Right, right. That's great. So I know one of the things we were sort of going back and forth uh, that we were discussing, one of the things that you sort of wanted to talk about was, um, uh, and, and, and so I'm sort of going to ask the question, um, can you tell us a little bit more about how you help transition business operations to an efficient and online cloud-based setting to help grow and scale? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think 
you know, with everything that's happened this year, it's so important to really take a look at what, where your information is sitting or like, you know, where your business is set up and figure out if you are set up online, because, you know, these days, I mean, you could, you could still have a brick and mortar business and, and still be really set up, you know, nicely in the cloud. So that if you had to leave that place, you still have everything in one place that you could get access to. Mm. Um, so one of the things, like I said, that we like to focus on is the technology side. So before anyone, you know, any client comes on board, we make sure that they get set up properly with the correct apps and all the processes so that everything can run online. There's no paper, um, no desktop software, anything like that. And, and that's kind of the key to everything else. So um, in, in the time like now, it's good to just get that set up right away so that, you know, if you had to step away from your office or, you know, your store or whatever it may be, or maybe you're converting to an online um, e-commerce store or something like that's been really common as well. Um, now's the time to get set up for that and, and get yourself into some really great apps um, to help on the efficiency and automation side as well. So what happens if you've sort of been running your company for a couple of years and you know, you're using an outdated system, it's installed on your desktop, how do you kind of get out of that and put everything on the cloud? Is it a long process? Kind of depends. Um, you know, if you have tons and tons of history, it can take a little bit longer, but everything is, you know, possible. So, you know, we've taken business information of like quite a few years and like Sage or, or QuickBooks and um, we've moved it right into zero easily. Um, you know, it could take anywhere from a couple weeks to a couple months, depending, but once it's there and once it's set up, it's, it's quite a breeze to then deal with at that time. So it's, it's a little bit of investment in time and money. Um, but once, once you're there, it, it can really um, save you money and time um, long-term. So what is the, like, do, do the clients select the platform that they want to be on? Do you select that for them? Is it like, you know, is it a QuickBooks? So how, what happens there? So we're pretty um, strict on, on what we use. We, we typically use Xero, which is the cloud-based accounting software. So um, anyone who is interested in working with us, we would then get them onto like the apps that we use and that we know work really well. Um, and, and so, yeah, we would, you know, usually we would take on a client and we'd first do a setup and then we'd continue on in a monthly sort of cadence. But the odd time too, we could just do a setup for them if they just want to get in there and then trained on it. Um, the, the key is that they're okay with the software that we use because it's right. important to us. <laughs> it's a little bit restricted. Like, for example, yeah. if someone's been using QuickBooks for many years and they sort of want to stick to that, that probably would not, you, they wouldn't be able to because you use your own system and that's sort of what you stick to. Unless yeah, um, yeah, I mean, QuickBooks Online, for example, like is a pretty good comparative to zero, right? So it's it's very similar. Um, we just don't do the setup for, for QuickBooks Online, but it's still very possible to do the same thing using QuickBooks Online. Um, it's just that we use sort of our, our specific tech stack that integrates with zero and kind of works in, in that sense. Right. So how big is your team and is everyone sort of spread out or how, how did you guys, are you guys all, I'm assuming you're all working virtually now, but is your company sort of a virtual company or do you actually have like a, a home base? Yeah. So we're all virtual. Um, everyone works at home. We have a small team. We are um, about five people. 
So uh, it's, you know, most of us are actually in Victoria, which is kind of nice. We're pretty local. Um, I just had one employee move to uh, Montreal. So, you know, technically we can have anyone working anywhere, um, which is kind of nice when we do need to hire just to be able to open that range. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're all comfortable working from home. The odd time we like to, you know, maybe go to a coffee shop or these days we can't really go many places, but um, you know, quench or something like that is always nice to, you know, just get out and, and go somewhere, but otherwise we're, yeah, we're homebodies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as a CFO, can you give us an example of, uh, of something that you would bring to the table to a startup that they might not necessarily know is a benefit to them? Cause I mean, I know a lot of startups that just don't have CFOs and probably don't even know what that role may entail or the benefit of it. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what, you bring to the table as a CFO, what are the benefits and how um, startups can really, um, you know, grow and benefit from having someone like that on, you know, sort of on their board and available to them? Yeah, I mean, I think there's just so many aspects to that, that that you sort of, it's kind of like, um, you know, going in and just finding things as you as you look through. And I think it's just nice to have, you know, someone who understands like, you know, specific industries or other businesses that have that have gone through something else and to be able to go in and find these gaps or, you know, find these loans or, you know, you know like I said, grants available, um, being able to just come in and, and create a direction for you so that you're, you're not just going in blind. Um, right. Because a lot of the time, you know, business owners are just are focused on just growing and or you know doing kind of 20 things at once and not really having a a focus on the finance and and at the end of the day they might run out of money or you know something will go haywire three months from now so it's just nice to have an eye on what's going on financially having that control on it and having that second set of eyes to you know review make recommendations apply for these things that you might have no idea exist um, finding like gaps and things. So if, you know, you're spending tons of money on a specific expense and, you know, that it makes no sense, or maybe you didn't even know you were doing it, um, mm-hmm. you know, just little things like that that come up that could probably save you money um, in the long run that you wouldn't have caught anyway. Um, I think that's, that's kind of the key of, of having someone that can look in all of those different aspects. And I mean, a bookkeeper is great too. If, if you have a bookkeeper that it's, that's at least keeping your books up to date, but most of the time they're going to be unable to provide more of that high level insight and, um, you know, forward looking uh, capacity as opposed to just getting your books up to date and, and working. Right. Um, and so when it comes to sort of, you know, grants and, 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 and loans, but I mean, particularly grants, do you actually go out and look for grants and apply for, to the grants for the companies that you work with? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think the biggest example is right now with COVID. I mean, there's been a lot more than typical. Um, so as they come up, like I said, we kind of go through the list and, and apply for what we think is relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of these applications are a lot more extensive. It's not just as simple as filling out a couple forms. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, requires the business owner in some cases too. So, so it is something we're always keeping our eye on and, and you know, being proactive about it um, mm-hmm. as they come up and then, you know, making sure that we do get those applications in if it does apply or, or if our companies are eligible. 
Okay. Um, yeah, no, that's great. I think it's amazing. Your service is, is really good. I love that it's virtual. So, you know, a lot of uh, startups sort of struggle from the beginning. They're either looking for to raise money or they're struggling to bootstrap. Um, can they afford your services? Yeah, I mean, so that that is the, the question of the day. So, um, you know, we do offer our services for pre-revenue startups as well. Okay. Uh, but typically, we find that there's not a whole, like, there's not a ton of value in what we do until you, you know, are in the 150 to 200,000 in annual revenues or your pre-revenue, but you've raised some money um, or something like that. Because, mm-hmm. because before then, you probably don't have a lot going on in your business anyway. And right. so because we are a full service finance team, um, we want to make sure you could value from all of those things uh, before you know, it's worth paying for it. So, uh, so we try to get you to that point before we, um, you know, provide that to you. But in the meantime, we have other service offerings um, for those business owners that are in that, you know, pre-revenue or like, you know, lower revenue number um, so that we can give you resources on doing it yourself as well. So that's a course that I'm offering. Um, if, if you're a business owner and, and you just want to learn it and, and manage it on your own, we can give that, you know, resource to you as well. Okay. Yeah, no, that's really good. That I'm sure yeah. a lot of people would benefit from that. Um, yeah. Is there anything, before we wrap it up, we try to keep these short and sweet. Um, is there anything that you think will be valuable for you to share with our audience? I mean, obviously, uh, we are sort of um, tech-oriented, and we deal uh, with a lot of uh, startups, uh, some enterprise uh, clients, is there anything that you would like to share in addition that I may have forgotten to ask you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think in general, like it, I always, you know, I try to tell everyone this, but it's just, it is so important to get your, you know, your finances in place. I mean, I know no one really cares about it and no one wants to think about it, but you know, after the year we've had and sort of prepping for 2021, now is the time to really, you know, nail that down, get set up, Um, you know, get your processes down so that you have this in place, you know, moving forward on a monthly basis, not an annual basis. And, um, you know, start planning for 2021, because, you know, it's, it's important to at least have different scenarios going, you know, whether it's your best case, but maybe it's your worst case, you know, similar to what 2020 might've been, um, and just being able to prepare for it so that if something were to go crazy, um, you're ready to just, take, make a move and, and prepare. And so that's what we do for our clients. And I urge everyone to do that. Um, you know, if they're not ready to outsource yet to be able to just handle it themselves and just be ready to go if, if anything were to hit them six months from now. Okay. And the way to hire a virtual CFO is to go to their website, uh, www.virtualcfo.ca. Um, thank you so much, Alexander, for, for coming on and telling us a little bit about your business. It's very um, insightful. I know accounting sometimes can be such a you know, boring topic to talk about, um, but I think it's really important for um, startups to sort of understand, like you said, you know, um, it's not important, but at, that is the one thing that eventually will become the most important thing in your business. And if you do it right from the get-go, it's it's going to save you a lot of pain and suffering, right? And versus totally a year or two or three and then being like, oh, now I want to raise money and investors want all of these reports and I have nothing and what do I do, right? It just, 
it's just something you should do. It's beneficial to, for your business. And even like with uh, grants and things like that, like I, I know I've personally tried to, to, to get some for, for our business and it's not an easy process to go through. There's so many things out there. And I just think that like having an expert like you sort of assist in, 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 in that is it, it just like, it leaves time to get everything else done in the business. Yeah. And less, just less stress, less stress yeah. in general. Let someone else deal with the stress. I, you know, <laughs> oh, I do it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for, for coming on. And if anyone has any questions, they can reach out to you uh, through your website, .ca.com. And uh, I'm sure we will speak again at some point. We'll keep an eye out for you and hopefully your business will continue growing. And thank you so much for everything that you're doing and helping all of these companies uh, get to where they need to be. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. It was, it was great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Between Two Servers. You can find us over on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. The links are in the description of this podcast. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to Between Two Servers, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah.